Hey there, Thrivers. Jess here. Welcome to episode 313 of the Create and Thrive podcast. And today I have an episode for you about one of a kind versus reproducible items. This is something I bang on about on a regular basis in my membership community on YouTube. This idea that when you're selling handmade, you can choose one or both of these options, one of a kind items, unique, non-reproducible items that you only sell once and reproducible items where you make a prototype and sell over and over again. That's the sort of item I make in my own store. So today I'm going to go through a whole lot of pros and cons when it comes to selling one of a kind items specifically. I'm going to share why I don't recommend that you solely base your business on one of a kind items if you are planning to exclusively sell online and I'll explain why that is in this episode. Before I get into it though, a couple of important housekeeping things to chat about. Number one is that the new year is fast approaching and I'm going to be running the Handmade Business Bootcamp starting January 8th, like I have for the last few years. I would love to have you come and join us for that. It's a three week live bootcamp where we cover your purpose, your planning and your promotion for 2024, the new year. Uh, I will be running a couple of live Q&A coaching sessions throughout this course and it is super affordable because all you need to do to take part is become a member of the Thriver Circle, my membership community for makers, which is a pay by the month membership. So you can just join for the month and take this course if you would like. Uh, I think you will find a lot of useful stuff in there and you might like to stick around, but come and join us for the boot camp starts January 8th if you want some guidance and support in planning your year and making sure that you're going to have the best year ever in your handmade business then the boot camp is exactly that that is why i run it that is what it's for so i'd love to see you join us for that head on over to thrivercircle.com and look for boot camp it'll be on the main page for most of december and bit of january but if you just look under the resource library you'll see it there as well so i would love to have you join us for that and there are a few other exciting things happening in the first few months of 2024, one of which is set up shop. I am running that starting early February. So if you really want <laughs> guidance this year, I've got you sorted. We've got Handmade Business Bootcamp, and then we're going to segue straight into set up shop right after that. So if you do want uh, help setting up your shop online this year, um, next year, I should say, well, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm recording it in 2023. You might be listening to it in 2024 or beyond. I don't know. So uh, if you do want to join us for that, that is happening early February as well. So it's going to be a busy start to 2024 to get us all off on the right foot. Uh, before I finish up, this is probably going to be my last podcast for 2023. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the show been a long time now I've been running this podcast and uh, next year I'm bringing back more interviews so I'm going planning on doing an interview a month next year they'll be up on the podcast feed and also on YouTube I'll be doing video versions as well I know I haven't had many if any this year uh, my focus was elsewhere but I miss them and I think you probably miss them too so I'm going to be bringing you back interviews with a lot of successful exciting handmade business owners in 2024 really looking forward to that and i hope you look forward to that as well and of course as always i have more content over on youtube at youtube.com forward slash jess van den if you want to learn from me on a more regular basis uh, but this podcast will be coming out at least twice a month next year so i hope you enjoy that all right let's get into today's episode where we discuss reproducible items versus one of a kind 
This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010. And since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. When you sell handmade products online, there are kind of two ways you can go about it. Way number one is you sell unique, one-of-a-kind products. Way number two is you sell reproducible products. So a one-of-a-kind product is anything where you make one of it. It's unique. There's only one. You're never going to make more, or at least you're never going to make more that look exactly like that. Whereas reproducible is you make a prototype that you can reproduce to look identical or as close to identical as possible and therefore you can just keep making that over and over again. Both are as legitimately handmade as each other but making reproducible products is way more profitable when you sell exclusively or mostly online than making one-of-a-kind products. Today I'm going to explain exactly why that is and you might get some insights into how to make your one-of-a-kind products more profitable and or Maybe I'll convince you why it might be a great idea to have at least a line of reproducible products that you can sell, which is what I encourage the majority of my students to consider when they do want to sell online. Now, I just want to clarify something first because I have a lot of people ask me this. If you make something like ceramics, right, where the product, you can never quite be sure if it's going to come out exactly the same or you make clothing or whatever where the pattern placement might be a little bit different that's still a reproducible product if you're making the same product using the same glazes uh, or the same patterns in the same shape and size you know that is still reproducible you can put a disclaimer on your product listing where you say you know every item is handmade you may get one that varies slightly and even better you might show a few different examples of that product not in the first photo (laughs) make sure the first photo is just of the thing they are getting like the one product Uh, but you might want to show you know this is where you might get slightly different glaze finishes or whatever and that is a way where you can make reproducible products that are a little bit different each time and that is acceptable Okay, with that out of the way, let's talk about uniquely one-of-a-kind products and the issues that come along with selling those online. Okay, so the first one is obvious that the fact that it is unique, there's no way to mass produce it or to repeat it. Uh, There's no way to scale the production of that product in a way that you could if it was reproducible products. For example, you could have staff who are making those reproducible products. If you're making one-of-a-kind products, chances are you're going to want to create them yourself because you are going through and doing the whole process from beginning to end. And of course, along with this comes the fact that once you've made a product, you have it sitting there and then you have to sell it. Whereas a reproducible product, you make a prototype and then you can sell that same thing over and over and over and over again without actually having the product made because you make to order. So when you make one of a kind products, you are having those products, you know, the time and the materials and the money you've invested in that product is tied up in that product until you sell it. Whereas when you have reproducible products, you actually 
can just the prototype's the only one you've actually made until somebody has actually paid for that product and you can generally sell the prototype as well although frankly i usually keep most of my prototypes for myself when it comes to the jewelry i make because i like to have it (laughs) the second difficulty is pricing you have to every single time you make a unique product go through the process of pricing your product and for those of you who know how hard it is to price a product yeah it's not fun i mean you should have a formula in place and a system and a process in place for pricing which if you do will make this a lot faster and a lot easier but it's still something you have to do every single time is come up with that price and if you have no you know you're not making the same product over and over you have to every single time calculate how long it's taken you what the materials costs are what the overheads costs are for this particular product and all that sort of stuff and that's going to make it a little bit more difficult each time and take more time to calculate the right price for it the third thing is marketing and visibility so if you're making reproducible products you can use that photo of that product for years and years and years and get it out there in as many places as possible whereas when you're making one of kind products a problem you may come up against is that people will see the product that you've made and go oh i'd like to buy that but you've already sold it and you don't have another version of that product to sell and so they might be like well that's all i wanted and then leave so it makes it a little bit harder to kind of gain that traction on the flip side of that though as a benefit of selling one of a kind products is you have the scarcity aspect so if you have a big community or you grow well even a smallish community of fans like really big fans of your work then that might actually work in your favor because people will kind of be clamoring to get a piece of your work and therefore if you release things in batches where you like email your list and let them know and then you show it on social media and you do teasers and stuff like that you may find that you get to the point where you're selling out your one-of-a-kind items because people really really want to collect your pieces and they know that if they don't grab it then there's no chance of them getting it because it's one of a kind so that is kind of a positive if you can if you want to go down that route and you actually want to grow that community of rabid fans who will clamor to collect your items then that can be the upside of selling one of a kind pieces and this can actually be a way that you kind of do a combo you could have some reproducible items And then you could have those one-of-a-kind pieces as well, which are special, higher price, and that people want to collect. So making one-of-a-kind items is time-consuming, and it's time-consuming in a couple of different ways. The first way is obviously the making of the item. You have to come up with a concept, come up with an idea, maybe sketch it out. Then you have to make it, and maybe the first iteration of that concept doesn't work out so you have to make a second prototype or a third you know so there's a lot of extra work that goes into the design and creation process that you have to do every single time you make a new product whereas when you sell reproducible products you do that once and then you benefit from that creative ip over and over and over again by reselling that same product the second way that this takes even more time is when it comes to listing online so if you are specializing in one-of-kind products i usually try to encourage people to go down the route of doing markets or consignment or wholesale rather than specifically just doing online because that will save you a lot of time and be more profitable when you're selling online you have to go do all of the extra work of listing that product so you have to photograph it you have to edit the photos you have to write a description you have to come up with keywords and do the research for those you have to write a title you have to then write your keywords you then you have to go through the process of actually uploading everything to the shop uploading the photos maybe making a video and uploading that as well 
writing down all of the attributes and the categories and all that sort of stuff in Etsy or wherever it else is that you're selling, that takes a lot of time. <laughs> okay. So if you're doing this every single time you list a product, it's really cutting into your profit margins and the time you have to spend doing other things like marketing your work. Whereas when you do reproducible products, you do this once and once only. Again, you might update it over time. You might update the photos or do uh, more work on your keywords or whatever, but you're only iterating. You're not doing the whole thing from scratch every single time. And that will save you a lot of time as well. Okay, the next thing is shipping and packaging. Obviously, when you're making one of kind items, they might be different sizes, shapes, weights. So you have to work out your shipping costs every single time. This is yet another thing that you have to spend time calculating and figuring out in order to make sure you're not undercharging on your shipping. Uh, so that is another just time consuming element of this process. Another challenge when it comes to selling one of kind items is inventory management. Because obviously you only have one of the item you need to keep track of what you have and what you don't have and selling on multiple platforms or in multiple locations becomes very difficult like you have it listed in your online store but then you go to a market for the day what do you do do you take it out of your store in case you sell it in both places or do you just keep an eagle eye on both things so when you sell it in your market store you take it out of your shop immediately how does that work? I know there are software programs, I think it's maybe even Square, that might link like your Etsy shop and your market um, stuff together. So if you sell it in one place, then it takes it out of the other place automatically. So I know that sort of technology does exist and that might be something that you wanna take advantage of if you are selling one of a kind items in multiple locations so that you don't have this issue and or have to worry about it. But of course as well, you need to keep track of your inventory. You need to keep your inventory safe. The products that you have made, you need to keep them safe and dust free and breakage free and somewhere that they are safe and sound so that when you do sell them, they are in top condition. Another element of this is customer communication. So especially if you sell commissioned items, so one of a kind unique commissions, the customer communication part of the process will take up a decent chunk of time. And this might be fine. It might be something that you're happy to do that's part of your process, but it's just something to be aware of that if you are selling one of a kind, especially commissioned one of a kind pieces, then you are gonna spend quite a bit of time talking with and communicating with your customers. And the final thing here is an Etsy specific issue. If you are selling on Etsy, this is something you need to know about. It's called the listing quality score or how your listings are ranked in the Etsy search algorithm. I have a whole video on this and I will link to that up here. But basically, when you have a listing on Etsy, it has something called a listing quality score. So this affects where it sits in the Etsy search rankings, amongst other things. The things that can affect this listing quality score are favorites of the item, click-throughs and views of the item, reviews and purchases of the item. Now, if you have a reproducible product, that product can sell over and over again. And what that means is it's gonna be getting more clicks, favorites, sell, sales, and possibly reviews. And if those are all positive, it's going to keep climbing higher and higher in the search rankings. So over time, that product is going to potentially get higher and higher in the search rankings, which means more and more people will see it, more and more people will perhaps buy it. And it becomes a sort of upward spiral of visibility on the Etsy platform. If you've been selling on Etsy for a long time, you may have had this experience where you have a product that starts to sell a lot and sells really well for a while, and sometimes it drops off or inevitably it will drop off. But that's because of the listing quality score. If you are selling one of a kind items, 
you don't have a chance to have this upward spiral of your products because once you sold it, that listing is gone. So this is a downside again of having one of kind items on Etsy specifically. You can't take advantage of this particular search engine trick to get your stuff ranking higher in search. You can see that there are a lot of caveats, a lot of cons when it comes to selling one of a kind items online. It's not, it's not all bad news, but it is going to, as a general rule, take you a lot more time and be less profitable than selling reproducible items. This is why pricing your one of a kind items correctly is so important. You need to make sure you're covering all of this time that you're spending on your product. You need to make sure you're accounting for all of that. Now I talk about this in my pricing video where I explain why you need to be selling all of your products at retail price full retail price online rather than just wholesale price which is what a lot of people do it's kind of when you like oh i take my time and materials and i add a little bit and then i times that by two and then that gives me that's fine that's plenty mm, it's not plenty and it's not plenty because you're not paying yourself to be your own salesperson and i talk a lot about that in that video and i'm going to leave that one here because if that sounds a bit revolutionary to you i want you to go watch that video and learn why pricing is so important because you do have to pay yourself for the work of selling your item, not just for the work of making the item. If you enjoyed this episode, please do consider leaving me a rating and a review either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever that's called now, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I would really appreciate it. And I'd love to help you start off the new year with a bang over at the Handmade Business Bootcamp. Remember, all you need to do to take part is become a member of the Thriver Circle before the 8th of January. That's thrivercircle.com to join us for the bootcamp. I'd love to see you there. All right. Thank you so much for listening as always. And thank you so much for trusting me to help you grow your handmade business. It's been a tough year. I hope you're still hanging in there and I hope 2024 is going to be a better one for all of us. Thanks again. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.